We have a nice little Marvel night tonight. And before we start mm. talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, as the newest official trailer has dropped, something even more important, something even crazier, a historic moment at the Golden Globes as Angela Bassett has won for Best Supporting Actress for her role as Queen Ramonda in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. She's the first performer to win a Golden Globe in an acting category for a Marvel film. Think about that. How many Marvel films have been out there with with really good acting too? I mean, Captain America, Civil War, Winter Soldier, Infinity War. I mean, say what you want about, you know, these movies, Martin Scorsese being theme park rides. And you're right, you're not wrong. <laughs> but there are Marvel films in which the actors absolutely go for it. And when we're talking about Wakanda Forever, that's one of those movies. And Angela mm -hmm. Bassett was absolutely phenomenal. So for her to win the first performer to win a Golden Globe in an acting category for a Marvel film is absolutely insane. And this is really going to make people pay attention to the movies. I mean, even actors, Chris, who never thought about or didn't want to be in a Marvel movie, now they're going to be like, oh, I can win something from being one of those goofy <laughs> things. What? Dude, if you can do it from a Marvel movie, that's like, that's braggable. Like, I don't, here's the interesting thing about, like, you know, the problem is, like, Oscar bait movies that are the ones that always win the awards because they're, like, going for that crazy emotion, what have you. And, you know, not to take anything away from Angela Bassett, but this particular movie kind of does a similar thing. Like, it's a very emotional movie comp comparatively to the other Marvel stuff. So it was kind of like, yeah, you kind of, you had, you had the backing there, but, like, Think about how much batshit crazy things that like people say in Marvel movies and have to sell it. Like, again, we already we talked about people complain about, you know, it's basically like a theme park ride. But like, yeah, we go for it being fun. But also, like, you got to have actors that can make you believe that this is what this world is like and deliver these lines believable. So. Like, stop, stop crapping on my Marvel guys. But also you take that kind of same concept and you throw a movie with like a lot of heart, a lot of emotion behind it. And it like just must propel people's performance into the friggin stratosphere. And, you know, Angela Bassett's reaping the benefits of that. And as rightly she should. In that movie, she was absolutely going for it. I mean, every actor in that movie was was like acting their ass off. I mean, they were acting in Black Panther Wakanda Forever as if it was like a Martin Scorsese, as if it was, you know, one of those like big like tentpole films that Hollywood loves to put out, you know, as if it's like Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer coming out soon. You know, I mean, it's like absolutely good for her. And it's not her first ever, you know, uh, like Golden Globe win. She won for lead actress in a film for What's Love Got to Do With It in 1993. So shout out to Angela Bassett, because that's absolutely crazy. If it was if it was going to be anybody, it was going to be her. And oh, hands down, dude. When we're doing the review, we're like, this is these people are going to win awards. Now, there <laughs> you go. Eat that, Martin's. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be honest. When you said yeah, you definitely said that during the review, I was like, no, it's going to win award for that. And I'm like, I'm eat, I'm, I'm eating my freaking hat right now. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> just shove it, shove that right back in my face, Serge. <laughs> Marvel has dropped the Ant-Man Quantum Mania trailer and man we're getting a lot more of Jonathan Majors as King and man everyone around the world is eating it up I mean you got reaction videos direction videos you got you know the stars coming out saying holy <laughs> what have we got here we all know that Jonathan Majors was going to be a powerhouse when it came to King I mean he, he was cool in the Loki series playing he who remains but at the same time that was a different character a different guy and now people are seeing a glimpse of like what Kang is about. In the new trailer, we get to see a couple glimpses of, of Kang and the sort of deal he's making with Scott Lang with Ant-Man. 
talking about he can give him the one thing he wants the most and something that no one else can give him, which is time. And it kind of seems like the premise is maybe Kang is promising him all that time he lost with Cassie from being snapped five years. I mean, she went from a child to a young adult. And as a parent, that's got to weigh heavy on his heart, man. That's really yeah. got to be heartbreaking for him to come back and be like, whoa, who are you? Wait, you're my Cassie? Oh, man. I mean, talk about a shot to the heart, man. So the movie looks really good. Theme-wise, I'm, I'm there for it, especially Chris at the end where Kang was saying something in the lines of like, oh, you thought you could win? And Ant-Man says, I, I don't have to win. We just both have to lose. Damn, that's a good line. Damn, that's, a, <laughs> that's some heat. That's some heat right there. So, so Chris, you saw the trailer. What did you think about Ant-Man Quantumania? I'll see when it, when it comes out, but I have mixed feelings, man. I mean, every this whole phase, like every single movie has had like Inception visuals, right? It's just like absolute CGI vomit in your face. And it's it's just it's a lot like it's weird. It takes focus away from like the the actors and i get i i understand a lot of this is spectacle but like you gotta have if you're gonna have spectacle there has to be it has to serve the story right and maybe this will so like i don't know i also the other thing that really bugs me is that they you know the first one came out and it was called ant-man the second one was ant-man and the wasp um but it was more of like ant-man and the wasp is also here for some like I'm I'm worried that this particular movie it's like if there's like maybe one or two shots of the wasp and that's about it and that just kind of rubs me the wrong way like I would have loved to see Evangeline Lily have much more of a central role and maybe she does but we're not seeing that I think Kang is going to be a really cool villain I think that's they're definitely setting that up that that he's going to like be a force of nature and i'm down with that i'm just worried that the story is going to get swallowed up by all of the duplicating particles in the background i guess um and like and that that's going to take away from what like actual plot because thinking about the last movie um it was a fun ride and i enjoyed it but was it's probably down the bottom of most people's marvel movie tier um yeah i don't know it's gonna it's going to be a fun ride no matter what. Like, again, even the worst Marvel movies are still fun to watch. So, like, who am I to complain? We haven't had a, a solid one in, you know, in a while since, since Black, Black Panther. But, like, before that, with all COVID stuff, there was kind of a drought as far as movies. Um, that's where I'm sitting right now. It's probably going to be a fun movie. Maybe they're doing the thing where they don't want to reveal too much in the trailer, which is feels like kind of the opposite of what most of the trailers have been doing lately. Um but I'm hoping for a really good story. I'm hoping the Wasp gets her time to shine. What do you think about Jonathan Major's performance in this trailer as King? Yeah, I mean, it's good. They're definitely making him to be a very much like larger than life villain. Um, and I think. I think that's that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm behind it. I'm hoping that this is, you know, the, the introduction of Kang and that we see more of him going, like going forward. I think that his costume is CGI a lot, <laughs> like a lot. Again, I hope that his character doesn't get lost in computer animation, uh, in that they really have the stuff to back it up. He kind of, to be honest, he kind of has a, like his costume kind of has a, like a Dr. Doom kind of look to it. <laughs> 
Would be, yeah. yeah. I've been seeing some some clickbaity stuff with people saying, "Oh, Doctor Doom armor. This looks like the old wall." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, his suit is heavily like CG'd. I mean. Uh, no smoke to to the CG artists. I mean, I know you all overworked, you know, from all the news yeah. articles coming out of all, you know, the Marvel stuff. It looks like at certain points, Kang is wearing like practical armor. He's wearing like practical stuff. But then there's that, that Marvel CGI fest, man, where they just can't, yeah. it's got to be CG this, CG that. And especially at the end of the trailer where you see Kang just shoot out these beams and his head just looks like it's in like a fishbowl. It looks like a terrible... Yeah. <laughs> Instagram filter. It's Zordon, man. Yeah, it's Zordon. It looks yes. like Zordon. It, it really does look like Zordon. Rangers, <laughs> Ant-Man, some of the <laughs> Avengers. I need you to fight. <laughs> it just looks so bad. And oh man, I just I just can't get over how how bad that looks. And I feel like I'm taking crazy pills because when I look at when I stare out of the internet and I see people like reacting to it. I see so many videos of people just like losing their minds and, and the words that come out of their mouths afterwards, like, whoa, that looks amazing. I'm like, you people really can't see like his realistic face floating inside of this like CG cereal box. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but come on now. At this day and age, we've seen so much good CG and bad CG. You got to yeah. kind of have to admit, right? Like the whole spectacle is, is sort of getting lost. And I hope this movie, it doesn't lean too heavy on CGI. I hope there are actual sets they built <laughs> For some interiors enhanced by CG, I, I really hope they really didn't go the route of everything you will see in this movie is absolutely CGI to the nth degree because it's going to turn into green they, matter. Do you think they did the the Disney thing? You know, in those like classic Disney movies where they use the same animation and they just like draw over the they actually just like draw over the previous animation to copy it. Um, I don't know if you noticed that last shot of Kang shooting like light out of his hands. That's almost the exact same shot as Mysterio from Far From Home. Like Yo, almost the exact oh my God. same they, thing. Did they hand up a bear or Scooby Doo this thing and just use the same yeah. animations? <laughs> I, I'm wondering if they, they're like, Yo. dude, we gotta, we gotta save time. All right, we did well, we already did Far From Home. We're just gonna, that's why his face looks like it's in a fishbowl, is because they just digitally put it on there and they had a hard time. So, like, screw it. <laughs> that's what's going that's what's happening in that shot right there. Yo, they uh, use the Mysterio effects. Uh, oh my dude, God. Dude, I'm also, again, like all that whole Mysterio thing where, from that movie where spider-man was like tripping out and he was like seeing all different like versions of, of stuff going on like that's what's happened like the a thousand ant men holding each other up yeah like oh we, again like we've we've seen this before it's it's just it's weird it's just weird man I, i'm i'm hoping that again i'm hoping that someone from marvel is like all right we're gonna give him this trailer and just give him little bits and not really tell us exactly what's going on um like endgame i i feel like that's not going to be the case because that's not what they've done with ant-man the wasp up to this point and, and, and chris along that same line uh of things you know kind of rehashing in the marvel verse i hope they don't mm -hmm. rehash like the sort of like plot line with ant-man where he does the ultimate sacrifice you know but like with uh, you know he does he does this he sacrifices himself or you know his person or or whatever mm -hmm. just so everyone else can live or everyone else can do you know like 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 how he man we we've seen this before where ant-man yep. sort of like sacrifices like throws himself on the grenade like does a thing and everybody else kind of benefits and he's kind of like screwed i mean these, are they gonna do that same story beat again just the same way they've repeated the same story beat for thor i don't know how many times now <laughs> so i'm hoping yeah. i'm hoping we get like a good story here so it, it sounds like king is offering him time with cassie which is what everyone's thinking right mm -hmm. 
he has to get something for King. You know, like if King King is so powerful, right? Like uh um like Michelle Pfeiffer's character in this uh in this movie saying he can rewrite time, he can shatter things. So why doesn't he get whatever he needs for him like for himself if he's so powerful? Yeah. There's something Ant-Man only Ant-Man can do. That and you know, something maybe with like him being a burglar, something with him going gigantic or small, something only he can do that King needs. I wonder if it has something to do with his conquest coming up, him trying to be the ruler of all the multiverse. Maybe guesses? maybe he doesn't, maybe he lives in that particular realm and he can't get out. And the fact that Ant-Man has with the pin particles can travel in and out. Like how dope would it be if the majority of this movie does not take ba- like place entirely in the quantum zone, like Ooh. the quantum realm. Like how awesome it would be if he comes in, they all get stuck there. He's the only one who's got the pin particles hanging out. So he's the only one that can get out and he's got to go do something um, so that he can rescue everybody else. Uh, him and the wasp. Let's be honest. Again, let's get some wa- some wasp action up in here. So yeah, that would be an awesome twist. I'd be down with that. Like that, the, the quantum realm is a minimal part of this movie. I feel like that is incredibly unlikely, but like what a <laughs> twist of a movie would that be? Dude, that would actually be something very interesting, right? Because we're being sold that this is all the quantum realm, right? But what if, just like you said, it doesn't. What if we start off in the quantum realm and it comes back into our reality or another multiverse? What if we get ran into Loki, you know, and, and uh, you know, we get answers from the TVA and from that show? Who knows? But I mean, and, and it's interesting yeah. to see, you know, because uh, Rutu makes a point here in chat, you know, uh, about like convoluted stories, mixing everything. And also there's MODOK in here as well. Yeah, like, yeah, like a, a villain that I didn't think we were going to see. And there is a shot of him sort of looking regular, like the big head thing. If you look in, in the background of the trailer, and it kind of looks weird. Like, like it looks like a, like just like a big headed dude in a, in a metallic <laughs> suit. And then later on, we see him in like full like like metallic regalia, his uh, metallic uh, armor. So I wonder what mm-hmm. role Modok is going to play as well in this. I mean, but dude, I'm really excited about the premise of hopefully the whole thing not taking place in quantum and it actually spilling out into our world and us actually seeing consequences, you know, and not just like, oh, this is part one of many, but something detrimental yeah. happened, right? Like it looks almost like, it looks like they're kind of hinting that maybe Ant-Man is going to go down in this one. Well, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What are the odds of uh, Ant-Man actually goes down? You know, we, we lose Scott Lang. here. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Paul Rudd might be sick of being Ant-Man at this point. So I, <laughs> so yeah. I mean, does he seem like his heart's in it as much as some of the other the other guys? I don't know. I mean, he does enough. I just feel like he does so much other stuff that this is not like he did. Ant-Man did not make his career, I guess is what I'm saying. True. So he's got other stuff to do. So, I mean, he may want to dip out like this could be the end of his his story. And whether that's, you know, something happens to Scott Lang or whether he passes the torch. Uh, either way, I. I feel like everyone would be bummed out if they kill off Paul Rudd. Like everyone would be oh, like man. no one I, would I, be happy. Of, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'd be like if a dog happy. dies in a movie, you're just like, what the hell? Yeah. Come yeah. On, I don't man. think anyone would be happy if if they get rid of Paul because he's such a likable Sexiest guy. man alive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like he's such a likable guy. He's the everyday man. His quips, he's funny. You know, it, it's and it's like Paul Rudd in in these movies, I love how they've adapted the Paul Rudd comedy, right? Because like Paul Rudd has oh, yeah. this thing where he doesn't try to be funny, right? He just has this everyday man, like dry humor kind of thing. And it's hilarious. It's absolutely the funniest freaking thing. 
as opposed to some of the other Marvel characters where they try to quip and quip and be fun, and you're like, okay, that's 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 worth a little chuckle. But with Ant Man, it's always hilarious. But he's, yeah, he's I, got the dad humor thing going on. He, dude, he wonderful. has it has it down pack in space. Rudy thinks Hank Pym's gonna die. Hmm. Yeah, that's probably more than likely. It, it's more likely, but if Hank Pym goes, I mean, like, there's no real consequence there. So to write that in the story, yeah. like, like, what would that really do? You know, because like there's a formula. Forget Michael Douglas for retirement. Yeah, right. Because yeah, like, <laughs> like, don't they have the formula for from pin particles? And, and aren't they all? Haven't they ran out of pin particles? I don't know if he's making more. So I, I, I don't think they have a way to create. I, I don't know. But like, so I don't know. If Hank Pym dies, I don't see a real consequence. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we need you to break into Galactus's ship and steal some. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I hope so. Some. I hope. I hope the story is good first and foremost because. CG is CG is good, right? Like I just got finishing uh, Avatar two and IMAX three D laser. Like it was absolutely insane, you know. And the story, the story was like, it, like to, to a point. I liked it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Is it Shakespearean? No. Is it the epitome of cinema? No. But it had a pretty good story. But with mm-hmm. Marvel, it's like they're more relying on the spectacle and on the characters doing stuff and the characters just being a certain way then focus on the actual story itself. I mean, you see... Yeah, the, it should be a tool, not a crutch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, that's mm-hmm. what I was trying to say. <laughs> but, uh, man, I just hope they they really deliver on something here because this is going to carry into the next couple movies, Chris. I mean, we got like we know that uh, Kevin Feige has laid out the, the plans for the next two phases, and we yeah. see, you know, the Kang Dynasty is one of the major Avengers movies coming up, so this movie's got a hit. This movie's yep. really got a hit, man. This is setting up the next phase. So I don't know. But it's also weird that they're putting it in an Ant-Man movie. That's like, the other thing you know, too. Yeah. Ant-Man's not that heavy. <laughs> <laughs> like the first person to take on King is Ant-Man. I mean, yep. <laughs> I mean you know, it could be worse. It could have been Falcon. Hey, <laughs> could have been Falcon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Ant-Man's just going to become his jester. That's what happens at the end of this movie is he stays and he's the court jester. And then, uh, then he shows back up in uh, the Avengers rescue him later. And uh, that's what happens in uh, Kang Dynasty. Yeah, I wonder if there's an Infinity War level event that happens at the end of this where essentially the bad guy wins, right? Because we got to go into Kang Dynasty and into the mm. other Marvel movies. I mean, uh, I, and I believe it, it's, I believe that movie is uh, Avengers Kang Dynasty or something like that. So mm. talking about this guy is going to go into a major, major big. You know what's going to happen? Film is the end of the movie it ends and they accidentally leave a container of pim particles in the quantum realm and uh and kang picks them up that's the it's so that he can get out that is mm. that is what the end of this movie is going to be i'm calling it i'm calling it and you can say chris you're so freaking wrong that was the stupidest thing i ever heard of we watched the movie <laughs> and you were that's not what happened but i have a feeling that's what's going to happen in this movie is they beat him. He has to stay in the quantum realm, but something happens and pin particles get left behind and he finds a way to get out. Bro. I wonder what, uh, in regards to, um, I keep calling her, I have the cast name here, Michelle Pfeiffer's character. So Janet Van Dyne, it goes to show how yeah. much of an, how much of an impact they made her have in these movies. But, uh, <laughs> so, so I wonder what went down with, Janet Van Dyne, because as we saw in the previous Marvel movies, she was down in the quantum realm. I mean, yeah. like, like she and Hank Pym were saving the world from uh, from the missile crisis, and she had to shrink down below like particles just to get into like the missile that was going to like to destroy. I think it was, like well, was it a nuclear weapon or an atomic weapon or something like that? Like it was like a they were, they were all uh, like a so. missile. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, she had to shrink down to quantum in order to just get into 
that device and, and destroy it. But, you know, Hank was saying, you know, don't do it because you might shrink down even further and you'll be lost mm -hmm. forever. And he, you know, was taking years to try and find her, you know. So while she was in quantum, what happened? Did she run into Kang? I mean, she, she, what, was she ducking him? Do they know each other? Were they getting it on? Is that her? Uh, is that <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, like what was quantum going husband. Yeah, her, right, because she was so fearful in the trailer about when, yeah. when, when Cassie was making the device to help people, kind of like, I guess, kind of like an arc reactor to give people out there a shot, yeah. give people some energy. And how fearful Janet Van Dyne was. She was like, what? Turn that off. Turn that off right now. You don't know what you're doing. And her talking about, you know, he can destroy timelines and break worlds. Do not trust this guy. Like, ooh, what happened between them two? What went down there? I wonder. <laughs> hey, Pam's like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Janet? What? So, so you want to... So were you going to tell me when you were in uh, Quantum Miami? <laughs> what happened in Quantum Miami, Janet? Hmm. Anyway, um, Bill Murray's character is Lord Krylar. I don't know anything about his character, but uh, good to see the addition no to him, dude. He's definitely someone to get, like, some butts in seats because every time I've been to a movie recently and his part comes up, just his quick, just, you know, taking off his glasses and he appears, people are like, oh, Bill Murray! Raucous cheering. <laughs> Absolutely. Every yeah. single time. Every time. Every time. Some guy's like, oh, Bill Murray! <laughs> Hell yeah. As if, you know, the, the dad in the back of the theater wasn't sold, he's going to see it now because his boy, Bill Murray. <laughs> I, I love that. Every <laughs> the dad time. stands up, starts doing the gopher dance. Yeah, yeah. Shot. Also, Chris, interesting <laughs> thing here. Um, Hannah, Hannah John uh, uh, Common is in this movie. She played Ghost. I don't know if you remember that very forgettable yeah. villain. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was so crazy. Remember the movies coming out? I was looking up uh, that character and it was so cool in the comics and so like, I, th I think underwhelming in my opinion when the movie came out, but, but mm -hmm. she's in this movie as well. Uh, she's in the cast and everything. I'm like, yo, what's going to happen? Like is ghost coming back and they're going to team up together. Huh? I Maybe wonder. she spent some time down there. So she yeah. knows what's going on. Also, so also Chris, uh, interesting addition. What do you think about this? Uh, Corey Stoll, the guy who played Yellow Jacket, is apparently on cast and confirmed for this movie. What? Um, I mean, all right, whatever, it's fine. Uh, they bring him back. I'm, I'm, I'm all for the the old. You have a villain from one movie, you skip a movie, he's out of there. Then you bring him back for a later movie for an unlikely team up, because that's how these things usually go. <laughs> So that's what's going to happen is Ant-Man. They all get sucked into the quantum realm. Ant-Man has to get back out, but then he needs to find a way back in. So then he partners with his buddy, Corey Stoll, who knows how to make those. I can't believe it's not BIM particles. And that's his way back in. Ooh, yo, Marvel, pay the man. Marvel, he's out here just giving you the sauce for free. Come on, bro. Pay the man. Absolutely. And, and you know what? It's so too, because I liked yellow, the, the yellow jacket design was sick, by the way. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Dude, and Corey Stoll, he absolutely, I mean, he was basically Lex Luthor in that film. He was just We're wearing a Ferrari suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought his villain character was great. He had great like motivation. I thought he delivered his life yeah. very well as a villain. The yellow jacket suit was so freaking incredible, man. I mean, I remember when he first put it on and he had that you had that like that low angle shot of him just rising up looking huge. I was like, yo, this thing, this suit is amazing. The whole sequence of him like fighting Scott where he like throws a punch when he's giant and goes like really small, like that really like that rack zoom folk. I was like, damn, they're going all out for this. Like, hell yeah. Hopefully uh, we get more of that. And also uh, I want to see more of Michael Pena. How they have not have Michael Pena oh my God. in more of these Marvel movies. You guys want comedy in your movies. 
And Michael Pena's way, dude. Like the best part of this movie is Michael Pena doing his uh, his summary, his summations. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Love perfect. those things. Uh, Ruto is saying people are saying that Corey Soule played Yellow Jack is going to be Modoc. Interesting. That's interesting. How would that? How no, would that work? That is weird. I always thought that Yellow Jacket, like in, you know, Darren Cross was definitely more fit for like an Iron Man villain. True. It's basically like Justin Hammer and Obadiah like, Stane. Obadiah Stane all mixed into one because like <laughs> he's a douche like Justin Hammer, but then he also suited up like Obadiah Stane. And uh, but I don't know. Whatever. I mean, again, it shows Ant Man was fun. One of the funniest movies in there. Super entertaining, but it was also like, again, I can't believe it's not Iron Man. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> what if it shrunk down Iron Man? Seriously, seriously, it look, it looks so good. Ruti, Phase Four didn't have that much comedy. I mean, that uh, comedy is subjective. You know, I I think it had some comedy. I mean, even even like <laughs> um, you know, Love and Thunder was all comedy. Love and Thunder love was it. only comedy. I know, I know you hated it, but I love that movie. It was fun <laughs> as hell. Didn't didn't it was dumb? It, just but wasn't. It was, this wasn't my 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 bag. What's my guy? Didn't hate it was my bag. I I did I did like this a lot a lot of the jokes. You know I liked the uh, you know like the the first time we saw the whole the, the whole bit where like Munir has like a personality now and like Thor she's like oh I was just talking to you know like when he's talking to Stormbreaker you know no when he's talking to Millionaire and Stormbreaker just comes floating in he's in like, the what? background yeah like, like way too way too laterally yeah he's like what we like, it looks so cheesy oh my god it was the best. <laughs> It was so perfectly, you know, low budget. He was like, so, oh, uh, how did you two meet to like Jane and Munir? Oh, you know, I just, uh, <laughs> I was like, what is, this is an SNL skit. This movie's officially an SNL yep. skit. Oh my God. Hank Pym built us in a lab with a bunch of ants. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yo, Chad is undefeated. We are the funniest fucking people here, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> oh man. But, uh, chat, well, what are you guys, uh, what are you guys looking forward to in, uh, um, Ant-Man quantum Is there anything you guys are looking forward to when you saw the trailer? Did this sway any of you to go see the movie? Because I know some people who, when the first trailer came out, they're like, okay, this looks pretty okay. But when the second trailer came out, I had people like, Hey, yo, you see it already? I'm kind of sold. I'm kind of sold. <laughs> I guess because, I mean, I mean, music, 10 out of 10. I hope that theme continues <laughs> into the movie because it was absolutely beautiful. You had like the synth organ going or whatever that, that thing was. You had like a lot of like, you know, like the space, whenever there's like space, it's like, you know, that ethereal like synth or like organ type thing that always plays. Love that. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Majors, like like stomping out Ant Man, that thing was crazy. Oh, you was definitely saw more of Kang in this one. Yeah. That's like in which, which was good. It makes you go, all right. I kind of see what they're doing with this guy. He's gonna, you don't want to fuck with him. Yeah, that's oh, what's dude. going on with it. Crazy. <laughs> and also shout out to Jonathan Majors for for that high kick. <laughs> my, my, yeah, my, like, <laughs> bro, you see that shot? That I mean, I know that they're filming it low, but listen, those, those unless he's on a platform, those those some big old cameras they're shooting with. So I don't know if they like, hey, Jonathan Majors, can you, how high can, can you? Can, we want you to do like 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 a leg stop, like a like a leg chop. You know, you're gonna bring it up high and chop down on our on 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 Ant Man here. You know, so shout out to him. I want to I want to like imagine that he. He just kicked really high and just, just laid that thing down. Cause I was like, damn, this motherfucker's like doing ballet over here, just doing leg chops on the top Let's of the Let's bring in the stunt man. And he's like, no, 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 no. I got this. <laughs> Jonathan Major's like, I am an I am trained, goddammit. <laughs> I'm an actor me. who <laughs> has never skipped leg day. <laughs> right, bro. Man got man got <laughs> swole as hell for creating. He's showing it here in uh in Ant-Man. Holy. 
But uh, yeah, like I, in, in my head, when, when I saw that leg kick from Jonathan Majors, it immediately fla- flashed back to Dave Chappelle and the, the whole Charlie Murphy true Hollywood story to Rick James. <laughs> it's just like, like, isn't Charlie too old to be doing karate? <laughs> isn't Kang too old to be doing karate? <laughs> Kang be out there at the YMCA with the kids learning karate. Look at him doing them high kicks. I immediately, immediately flashed back to that. Isn't Kang too old to be doing karate? <laughs> Yo. Oh my god. But Jonathan Majors looks sick, man. He looks like a threat as Kang. I mean, helmet off, just him looks like a threat. Sounds like a threat. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Because um you know, there's a line he delivers where you know he's just like uh, you know, the one's gonna give you time. He's like, What do you say? Ant-Man. And the way he just says Ant-Man, like, yo, the stoic look in his face, his expression, it's just like this guy's a gangster. He means some serious business and it sounds like he it sounds like you can't say no it sounds like he's gonna make a deal with scott lang in which he cannot say no. yeah you know like he just loves it love it and the last thing last thing i'll say here um man to some of the the, the, the the yo cg artists out there i would say some of these shots look 10 out of 10 they look absolutely incredible especially when you see like the overarching uh like 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 metropolis chronopolis whatever it's called the, the quantum realm mm-hmm. like the big city there insane you know some of the the, the foresty areas where everything's ethereal and mushroom and you look up to the sky like the the galactic sense of like where and you knuckles are. comes down dude just looking for the looking for the, the emeralds, the, emerald, yeah. the chaos emeralds yeah the army i mean there are some shots in here that look insane and they uh, uh and i gotta say this uh when i went to see avatar 2 and imax uh, uh 3d laser there was a 3d version uh, 3D IMAX version of of the trailer, and oh it, man, dude, qu- the quantum realm and everything looked incredible. Just that added layer of dimension in 3D. I was like, I have to see this in 3D now. I wasn't going to, but dude, they did absolutely visual effects artists, production people. You knocked that out of the park. Ten out of ten. The only smoke I'm going to give to you guys is yo, listen. And Chris, I talked. I, we talked about this sort of uh, off channel. What's up with every everyone's helmet having that same nanotechnology? I mean, yeah. If everyone, if anyone, if anyone does have a technology, it is Tony Stark, yes, and it is Kang. Kang is also uh, a, a technologist as well, as as you know, uh, in the Marvel Cinematic lore. If you guys don't know from the comics, Kang, in the Marvel Cinematic lore, um, he remains said, you know, about you know him being a very smart guy, being a technologist. But dude, I'm, everyone has that same go away helmet that just goes nowhere. It just, it's so lazy to me, Chris. What do you think? It, to yeah. me, it's lazy. I think I think the Mandalorian showed us like just just let the helmet be like, just, you don't have to do anything fancy. It's just, it's just a helmet. Like, and when people take their helmets off in Mandalorian, it is like, it's pretty cool that they're actually taking off a helmet. Like it has weight to it. It gives meaning to that, that, that mask, that helmet, as opposed to it just being like, gone. I'm here. I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, it does. It, I feel like it's just like unnecessary. And again, it's just, they were like, Oh, by the way, Tony Stark invented nanoparticles. So now everyone's doing nanoparticles and it's like, yo, big hero six did that before you back off. Oh. man!" And now everyone's on board. Uh, yeah. It's just, do you, uh, we just want a little bit of originality. Is that too much to ask? Serious, seriously. And, and again, I animators like visual effects artists, I know how hard you guys work on this stuff. So no smoke to you guys at all. Yeah, I, I wonder someone if, told you to do that. Exactly. Tell yes. that person to come up with a new idea. Thank you. Chris. And then you'll animate it. Thank you, Chris. That's exactly my, my sentiment. <laughs> That's exactly my, my thought process. It's not your guys fault. Someone's like, <clears throat> listen, the direction we're going into Marvel 
helmets just go away. We need to see the actor we are paying for. And that's really, it sounds like an executive thing, right? It's just like when you see, when you saw the Infinity War and Endgame posters in America, all the actors' faces are there. None of them have their helmets on. <laughs> but when you see the posters in the other countries, it's more of the character and not the actual star. So, Which is fine, but make up your mind. Exactly, yes, yes. One so, way or the other. Yeah, and, and Chris, that's a really good point about The Mandalorian. I mean, I, I think Hollywood really needs, needs to take a look at that because, like, The Mandalorian didn't exist in a vacuum. You guys can't just look yeah. at that as, like, a one-off. I mean, millions of people watch that thing, enjoy that thing, but you have to extrapolate what people liked about it, you know? Like, when people, when uh, the helmets did come off, it, it was a big thing, right? They were Jaren, tangible. They, yeah. You could feel them. They had weight to them. It yes. was like, if I'm taking it off, I'm standing here in front of you, I'm having a conversation, and it it even, like, provides tension to the scene because you go, oh, their helmet's off. Like, what's going to happen if they start fighting? Exactly. Right? It It's a tool. Again, it's a tool. Don't just be like, oh, yes, just, we just can't have his helmet anymore. It's just going to disappear. Where? I don't care. He can freaking melt into his face for all I care. All right, face melting. Let's do it. Yeah, because, because I mean, and, like, the... The, the creativity behind the Mandalorian and and the actors conveying their emotions and delivering their performance with the helmet on it worked it mm -hmm. absolutely worked so I don't see why and Kang's helmet is see-through <laughs> yeah. so I don't understand why we need it to go away all the time you know what I mean because uh, you look at him in the comics you look up any splash page anything there's a couple times where it's not fully on I mean he doesn't always have his armor on but for the most part it's there and you guys yeah. have shown visual effects artists and animation houses. I think I guess I'm more talking to the executives and the managers, right? Up, like upper people, right? You see how good of a job these visual effects artists did with Kang. When he does have his helmet on, when it is blue, it looks amazing. There's a shot in like one of the earlier uh, teasers we had of him just coming down on this like platform and he looks amazing. Blue helmet on and everything. And man, I was like, shout outs to you guys. But now that we're seeing it a bit up close in certain shots, it, it looks kind of funky. So maybe that's why they're having them do it because they're just like, oh, we're not nailing this. We're not nailing this at all. <laughs> but, but, but then, you know, they, they, they nail Thanos. It's weird. They, you nail Thanos, but you don't nail, yeah. you don't combine the realism of an actual person and like the practicality of a suit and the CG. I don't know. Just like build a real suit, right? Robert Downey Jr. is just like, listen, I'm not wearing a full goddamn Iron Man suit for every movie. <laughs> you gotta wear that. Until a part where it came, you saw behind the scenes, it's just like the shoulder parts and like a neck part and like everything yeah. else was CG. I'm like, come on, man. You know, like, but it also makes sense because that like, you know, that that's the character is he's in a suit of armor and that makes sense because it serves that character, right? That's his whole thing. He doesn't have superpowers. The suit gives him superpowers. Fine. Got it. Awesome. What about Ant-Man? Well, he shrinks. Why is he gonna always have a? What's with that helmet? Why is it gonna just suck into his body? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, that makes yeah, it makes no sense how <laughs> Ant Man's helmet just like goes away. I mean, I guess you could argue it uses pin particles to kind of like go away, but uh, I I, I kind of like the 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 original they had in in Civil War yeah. where it just kind of pops open, you know, where he's like, anyone have any orange slices? <laughs> right. And yeah. it's because he touches it. It's tangible. It, yes. It's a real thing. It's not something that just disappears. Yeah. It makes it better. We're, we're talking about this like like we have careers in like building <laughs> costumes and stuff. Like I will I will absolutely take all the hate. Like you don't work in here and do it. That's fine. I'm just saying I like watch, I we're just sick. I watch enough Cordo crew to know what visual effects are. <laughs> I watch enough of those guys to be an expert. Okay. Yeah. That's what it is. All right. I'm a YouTuber. Like, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it works for a side it works for me. 
Um, <laughs> oh man. But anyway, uh, yeah. Other than that, I, I think I think I can't wait to see Jonathan Majors full blown Kang and to see the performance there, man. Because this this guy, I see why they cast him. I see why I see why the mm-hmm. because uh, Chris, you watched Lovecraft Country, right? Uh, I did not. Oh, oh, well, what did you watch with him in it? I'm basically just Loki, man. Oh, okay. that's about it. I, I th- but I thought, like, I thought, what? I but also, watched... like, with Jonathan Majors, I don't. Yeah, think so. I, I thought because we talked about something off channel where you've seen him in something, or I could have, sw- I could have sworn. I don't think so. Let me take a look at. Let me pull up this MDB and take a look and see. Chat, if well, well, what, what do you guys think, think about the the Quantumanian trailer? What's what's what do you think is going to happen? Nibble said, don't make the suit CGI. Marvel makes all the suits. <laughs> yeah. Ron Reynolds is like, you can't make the suit CGI. Warren of Marvel <laughs> make them all. You know, I mean, to, to Marvel's credit, a, lo- a lot of the suits, a lot of the stuff you actually see is practical. Like Ant-Man's suit, yeah. like Paul Rudd's actually like wearing that, you know. and He some, has that, yeah. Yeah, and some parts are enhanced with, with CG, like some of the lights and some of the, some of the tubing. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's and actually, even- and it looks good. Even Ryan Reynolds, like, even though the suit is actually physical and he has it on there, they do do mess with the eyes to, like, give him that expression. And again, it works because it serves the character. Yeah. So that's, like, I get that. The majority of it, but it's also, it's minimal. It's really just the eyes, right? That's the only thing they do. The rest of it is practical, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Yeah, I got nothing on Jonathan Majors. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, in any case, that's all the time we have for uh, this segment here talking about Ant-Man uh, Quantum Mania. What did you guys think about the trailer? What's going to happen to Scott Lang? Is he going down? Do you think he's going to take the deal? Sounds like uh, Kang is not going to accept no for an answer. We'll see you guys later. We'll see you another time. <laughs>